0: Goodness. It is 420 p.m. The rock music is a go. And I kind of like the rock music. I know we go back and forth sometimes on whether the rock is the role or whether we should do something different with this intro music for Because Cannabis, which is what you're watching right now, Because Cannabis Live on Wayward Media, wayward.media. That's the place to check us out. Dustin, we're about 30 shows in. 30 shows into this amazing experience that you and I have shared together. 30 shows in, which I don't know what we thought when we started Because Cannabis from Wayward Media. We started Wayward Media because cannabis didn't exist. There was all these other wayward sports and planets, some amazing shows. Maybe they'll come back. Because cannabis wasn't there, boom. The only thing, not only thing, maybe the best thing, I think, to come from this uh, experience together. Because cannabis, 30 shows in, uh, the rock and roll I watched our show the other day. Is that weird? Let me get this right away. Do you ever watch yourself at all? Do you watch yourself at all, Dustin? Do you listen to these shows? Do you watch these back?
1: I do. I do for a lot of different reasons. I do it for transcriptions. I do it because I definitely think that our
0: people listening deserve better than me. <laughs> oh, so so, like, uh, i like, i so. like, I'm awesome. You deserve this right here. You deserve Dustin. If you don't know that you deserve Dustincava.com, you deserve him. He is the man, right? Dustin Kava. Don't sell yourself short. That's why we're here on because cannabis on wayward media. That's why this show live every Friday, 4 20 PM, please subscribe. So you can get the brand newest of the newest of shows. We're on audio as well, right? Every Monday at four 20, a brand new because cannabis hits about two weeks behind the uh, video show. And you're going to want to check out the YouTube channel because this is where we have we'll have news articles we got videos we pull up uh and such so um but you still digging the rock music at all yeah man i actually i i kept trying t- a couple different intros t-
1: for myself uh the last couple of weeks and I will say I constantly gravitated towards this again. And I, it kind of bums me out. Cause I have, I do, I have heard it be used on a lot of other shows and I would like us <sighs> to have something a little bit unique, right. but I, it's killing. It, I love it. It's so it's on point it's on brand. It
0: is on point. I do feel like I uh we are original people. I think uh that's something that stands out. We're very different you and I, Dustin. Uh we have a lot of different opinions, different viewpoints on things and so uh but I think we know that we need that different song. We need something that's going to stand out. So uh maybe heading into 2023 whip something out. Um good to be back with you Dustin. Friday 4:20 p.m. No Guests Today. Me and You. Me and You. Smells and Scares. Episode number 30. If you're counting, and we are. Uh, we're also counting <laughs> views and likes and subscribers. So we need your help. We need your help, right? Get us there. We're on the edge. We got some really exciting things coming up on Wayward Media. Help us out, Dustin. Tell them. Tell them. Convince them, Dustin. We got they want to get to the goods. We got too many time of intro. We need more time towing the goods. Uh, but give them one more convincing before I pull up this first article.
1: Uh everything that I'm thinking about the last couple of weeks is all about this shit ain't easy. doesn't matter what you start. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you want to get into, whether it's your passion, whether it's your hobby, it, it does not matter. But I will say that they matter. The show's only going to get better. We do take their consideration and and their advice and their suggestions at heart all the comments that come in live. We do, we do heed them. We listen, we put them into the show. We, we think of how to integrate them. And I, I, I like that. I just want them to know that they're, they're worth it. They're worth us continuously improving.
0: All right. I agree. All right. I agree. I agree. That's what we're trying to do here. Uh, we're trying to continuously improve, continuously change uh, like cannabis is what a segue. You're welcome. Like cannabis is right. Cannabis is a thing that has evolved and changed uh, over time uh, in a drastic amount of time or in a short amount of time. I should say, for example, in 1969, uh, Dustin, in 1969, four percent of people in the United States when they were pulled by Gallup. I don't know exactly what Gallup is. Is that like a thing? Is it really just, I like to think Gallup is one person. Just like one (laughs) dude, like a Johnny Appleseed, a Johnny fact checker who just travels the country. My name is Joe Gallup, just walking across the country trying to get your census information. I want it to be his middle
1: name and I want his last name to be really, really feminine. Like Joseph
0: Gallup Chavant. Yes, exactly. I don't know if exactly. that's a, yeah, that's a, yeah. like a good French, fancy French. Like Game of Throats, Joseph yeah. Chavant Targaryen, right? You know, some <laughs> sort of weird – that's maybe too, uh, too uh, scary there. Uh, anyway, so in 1969, 4% of uh, people who uh, ran into uh, Joseph Gallup Chivon, uh gave him advice and said, yes, we consume cannabis. Uh, in a recent Gallup poll, he went back around. He's a never-aging, immortal-type person. <laughs> he went back around, got some new data. We're up to 16%, which – is not a huge jump but it might be uh in fact i don't know if you saw if you were anywhere near a, a news website and then uh saw ran into a um like a headline and i'm sure because you uh, are a consumer and things like that just google you know gives you these headlines so this hit all the rage all the news this past week for the first time according to joseph gallup Chavant, americans are smoking more cannabis than cigarettes and what that really means if you bring this article and we can kind of talk through some of the numbers here uh basically the percentages over the last say 30 years of people who have admitted to smoking cigarettes on a regular basis or you know the weekly monthly etc how often they try is decreasing at rapid proportions right and uh On the flip side, the amount of people who say they openly consume marijuana on a weekly, monthly, whatever basis is exploding exponentially. So those numbers, obviously, one is on the way up, one is on the way down. Uh, I'm a former cigarette smoker. I smoked cigarettes from probably, I don't know, I probably had my first cigarette at 14 or 15, but I really would say college. I was like 19 or twenties when I started smoking cigarettes. Uh, I was a camel guy at first, by the way, because of the camel bucks. That <laughs> fucking marketing works, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, that marketing with the camel bucks, and I would buy like cool gear and knives and coolers oh, yeah. and beer koozies. Heck yeah. Camel bucks for the win, man. Uh, and then Marlboro dollars were there. So we had camel. Then I went to the Marlboros. Always a light guy. Uh, When I ended, which was probably about six years ago, I was at American Spirits. I tried to be like a cool smoker. I felt like if I'm going to smoke, I should at least make it count, you know, a kind of thing. Have you ever smoked cigarettes? Are you still – don't you still smoke cigarettes? I'm ratting you out right now on air. Yeah.
1: yeah, You you
0: can't admit it. You're so scared. (laughs) No, no. The
1: truth is, is I – fucking love cigarettes if i could rub them on my nipples and you have it not be like, weird i would do it every no, day it'd never be I weird. honestly I, I i to me nicotine is a saint
0: <sighs> that's so a funny horrible, it's so funny
1: horrible saint
0: <laughs> it's it's so weird all right let's break this down for a second this is good so i know someone uh intimately no names please who uh also you know enjoys uh cigarettes we don't consume regularly cigarettes i when drinking it's only time that I ever really think about having a cigarette when I have some alcohol. In the last two or three times I've tried, I've hated it. I just absolutely have hated it. I didn't enjoy it, uh, that kind of thing. Let me stop the screen share here for a minute. Uh, I actually despised it. But then um, every once in a while I will, so I'm not down. This other person, uh, my wife, uh, every time she drinks, she enjoys it still, but that's the only time. You know, We're both two-decade smokers. I even went through a phase where I was trying like black and mild and Swisher Sweets and cigars and all – I'm pretty much done with nicotine at all. Actually, the smell, I'm sorry. It kind of is like, uh for me. But I know other people that just love it. And I used to love cigarettes, man, just so much. I used to I, love smoking cigarettes so much.
1: I love them. But I will say, <laughs> I had to actually stop smoking cigarettes, and I had to turn to the vape. Because ah, you the vapor?
0: Say, oh, yeah, the vapor.
1: And, and the issue is, is that, I actually saw a 70% decrease in all of my back pain when I stopped smoking. Cigarettes. Wow. Wow. So like the hypertension that it was causing in my body, just from the lack of oxygen and all the other nonsense was so crazy that it, at that point, you know, like actually lighting up a physical cigarette can never, I, I, I can't even look at them the same way. I know my back is going to be out in, in a couple of days, the more I start and, but nicotine itself. Oh my gosh. Live for it. Live for I choose it over so caffeine. I choose it over a comfy bed. I would choose it over,
0: over <laughs> cannabis. Ah, it's a hard one, but no, never. All right. So, uh, it's interesting. And I think, I don't know, I wish I had a percentage. Maybe it's in. I didn't see it in this article when I read through it about people who both consume cannabis and consume cigarettes, like combined, you know, like how many people do that. I think that'd be an interesting, uh, thing to kind of, …reflect and see if a lot of people, because I know some people who like only consume cannabis and that's it, right, no alcohol, nothing, like if they're going to, whether it's medicinally or in adult use, have a substance they put in their body that gives them a psychoactive effect, it must come from the ground, right, these people also, I believe, are usually, and I'm stereotyping here, into like, you know, uh, psychedelics, maybe psilocybin, you know, maybe a float a little farther, they're naturalistic highs, right? I'm, I'm not talking like the hardcore person who doesn't put anything They're straight X bro, and they just get the high from like running and doing like squats or whatever you do. Uh, but then I think there's a lot of people who consume both cannabis and alcohol. I am one of those. And a lot of people who consume cannabis and cigarettes and then the trifecta of just put all that shit in my body. Let's just mainline it. <laughs> snort some coke while I'm at it, son. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Let's just give it all. Who do all three at the same time. I'd be curious, right? Because there are. You are, are you all three? Do you drink no? Do you drink? I don't drink. In you fact, don't drink? if I had a
1: six pack in the fridge, it takes me about a year or more. Yeah, oh, well, I wish it. I was uh, see that's
0: something I've tried to. Like cigarettes I've given up. Alcohol is something that I would really like to stop. Like I, I like what I feel from cannabis, but there's just a certain like a certain thing that a cold beer or a stiff glass of Irish whiskey, that's my fave, <laughs> that it just gives me, right? There's a certain thing that I feel. Uh, that I can't get from cannabis. And I don't know how to say that. Like, and I'm an adult use, you know, user, I'd look at it that way. And I know, uh, in fact, uh, we just had a, a conversation at the Cleveland school of cannabis with Dan Herrera. Uh, and he was talking about how, and in- a point that you have referenced, or I think a couple of guests have talked about that if you're using, and even Hama, uh, Dr. Hamad bid, I believe, but Uh, because cannabis episode nine um, talked about if you're using it as an adult use, you may be using it medicinally on the low key, as the kids say today, like you're basically medicating yourself for depression or for physical ailments that you may not even consider. Yeah. Right. Um, So I don't know. I tend to be both. I don't have that. I wish I could get rid of alcohol. I think I would feel better. That is to your point when I don't drink. I feel amazing. Like the bones in general, like because it's a natural inflammatory, right? That's the beauty yeah. of cannabis. Is it tends not to be a natural inflammatory; it's the other way. It can get you the high and the help. Look at that. And it was Doctor Bed who all right, who, all right. who mentioned that too. Well, so Dan Herrera, Doctor bid, they're having the same uh, way of thinking, right? Going through the same process. That's awesome. So, did that surprise you? Like, does that article surprise you that cigarettes That's, are trending down uh, and okay. stuff? That I'm I'm really curious if. Again, we put that
1: distinction in with myself, with vapes and, and just nicotine in general.
0: Oh, I wonder. And so there's
1: that separation there of who's actually buying physical cigarettes uh, compared to cannabis. But I also, the thing about this, I couldn't stop laughing when you read it because I was like, holy smokes. Like these people really are. There's this like dirtiness to buying cigarettes right now in 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 the connotation in the air where they really are. They're almost embarrassed to admit that they smoke cigarettes. They would rather tell their librarian that they smoke weed, as opposed to telling their librarian that they smoke cigarettes. And something about that is like, holy smokes, what shifted in our paradigm?
0: Uh, Well, no, I think it shifted heavily. In fact, there's um, a thing that we have uh, talked about here before, uh, oops, I'm wrong article. What am I doing there? Oh, I screwed up our video, Dustin. I was trying to do that one. That's what I wanted. We wanted us on the bottom. I don't like that either. Uh, we're learning technology on the fly here, people. Uh, if you <laughs> subscribed, if you're watching live here, Fridays four twenty, brand new shows of because cannabis. Um, it's funny you mentioned that about the dirty side of it, right? Which is funny because a long time ago. Like, cigarettes weren't considered, like, this dirty, embarrassing thing. Smoke breaks were common, and they happened. I think that is something that happens less and less, and I think people are more uh, hesitant about it. But cannabis was always thought of as – the dirty drug right the stereotypical yeah, drug the stoner drug, drug. Yeah. Uh, so there's an article that was on theguardian.com uh you know a well-reported news place i just listened to this podcast about it's Snowden, how the guardian like was the one that broke the big uh spying story anyway so this article is basically using that same survey that joseph gallup shavat made across the country and talks about especially in the use of england which is where the guardians based how there is way less consumption of both alcohol and cigarettes and then Increase in cannabis usage, uh, and then people really putting this effort, you know, and this on a scientific end that cannabis, and we've had multiple people on here talk about it, is not just something to, to smoke, get high, and watch, you know, stuff for shits and giggles. Like people consume and then run marathons, whether it's an edible, people consume <laughs> and do a lot of different things, right? And so uh, I think we're getting there. Do you feel like the stoner stereotype, and that's where I want to get to with this, do you feel like the stoner stereotype has gone away like do you think when people think of cannabis consumers they're trending more let's say non like joe average uh than they are like a jeff bridges big lebowski a uh, dustin kava kind of look right
1: (laughs) yes actually um thinking back about the thinking back about the store uh with cbd i think that was another big push it allowed people to talk cannabis but never even not even have to partake in the same way like they could roll it up they could smell like it they could feel legit with their boys and 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 there was also so much about it with the health community i started seeing a heck of a lot more people from the gym coming in and and trying to grab cbd and and i seen uh a different age group of of people who and so to me yes i think what's even funnier is I am picturing more of the get shit done with the psychedelic community Mm. as opposed to the cannabis community, you know, like these conventions that I'm seeing coming up, the microdose conventions and these, this and that all over the board, even some clients that we've had that are generating and, and, and developing software for them. It's, it's that type of attitude. And I still feel like my weed map and leafly advertisements that are coming through in my email all the time are like more bread to the the stoner stereotype the lazy stereotype
0: yeah no it's it's a fine line we have this conversation at the cleveland school of cannabis all the time right you gotta lean you gotta lean professional you gotta lean stoner how much do you lean right and i think that's something that a lot of cannabis industry uh people talk about in fact uh shout out i was just at lighthouse sciences in east lake ohio big shout to them uh i think we talked about them last week just went through a tour of their facility it was amazing processing plant. saw so much cannabis and then we had this little conversation with the owner in this presentation talking about some of the things you can't use and so for example they have this package that they're basically white labeling and it was just a picture of a like a beach like it was a beach thing. It was like a Sunday orange strain or something, right? Uh, you can't use it because it looked too relaxing. So Ohio doesn't allow that. It has to be basically solid fonts, background colors, bright colors, or whatever. But no imagery that gives you any sort of advertising 101 puts you in a place, right? Nothing allows you to no build suggestion, it. No yeah. storytelling. There it is. That's the word. No storytelling type of aspect to their marketing, which makes it You know, you take away a lot of what is marketing and selling products as storytelling and with the limitations that the cannabis companies in the regulations across the board right not just in ohio but across the board limit you don't have things that are aimed towards kids you know uh there was an article i didn't pull it up for today's show but this massachusetts cannabis company that refuses to take down their roadside sign like they paid for a billboard and it's against the law but no one they're basically saying you know go go take it down like you want it down go get it you know kind of thing and so that's silly you can't have a billboard i mean come on. It's come on. It's worse than that. It's
1: saying no suggestive imagery, but at the same point we can call this thing grandma's ass as a strain, <laughs> Green you know, exactly. You know, it's like, wh- wh- where are you drawing the line? You're saying lineage is cool, but I'm talking about the lineage was near the beach or, you know, like who generates these, I'm not going to say who I know the board that does it in Ohio. But what I'm saying is there's a certain point where, they tend to just it just seems like they make arguments just to go back on the argument 6 months later and say hey at least we put the put the brakes on a little bit for that 6 months at least we you know pushed back a little bit within the state showing that we're doing something again suggestive imagery comes from the name it even comes from the name of the company it comes from like it's I have a hard time with that. I have a hard time finding validity in in things like that and in, in legislation
0: and regulation that does that. Uh, it's weird, right? It's weird what happens. You know, in fact, uh, there's a lot of things that are happening right now. You know what? Uh, we've talked a little bit on here about IRC uh, 280E, right? I know we've talked about that a little bit and how this uh, really primarily affects, you know, the cannabis industry. Uh, there's been some articles, I guess, you know, a couple of things that have hit in the news. One was on MJBizDaily. This one was from BloombergTax.com. Not even Bloomberg. We're going BloombergTax.com. And once again, there's a few. We're the next news article with you is also, there's been some scare Like, I feel like, you know, we just talked about the stoner world and the acceptance and what's happening and all of a sudden, right? All these positive articles about the cigarettes and how cigarettes are these dirty companies. Again, there seems to be this, I don't, you know, there's a lot of scare tactics in media, but a few most recently scary articles, right? Like the dark reality of cannabis taxation, you know, and the way they word it, which once again, talks about, you know, the things that. About how uh, right now, you know, as of April and when this article was written, only four states in the U.S. have where cannabis is decriminalized at all. So they're all going to have some sort of taxation issues. Uh, They're all going to uh, lose a lot of money because they can't make the deductions. They can't uh, file the same things that a legit company can, like a cigarette company, like an alcohol company. They can't do those things. So in turn, their profit margins are going to be smaller. And they're already being forced to advertise differently than in cigarettes and alcohol have some restrictions. Alcohol, though, seems to be able to get away with a lot like they seem to be able to sell it to the moon. Right. Uh, So it's just been a lot, you know, about income working in this industry. The taxation issue is low. And the article on uh, MJ Biz Daily talks about, you know, it's be silly to not pay taxes. Like it basically reminding cannabis companies you got a hard job. Right. The money is uh tight and you're also not getting these deductions, uh, which makes people annoyed. But is it just is it just the rules of the game? Right. I have this conversation. Now let's so let's talk that. When you have these regulations, and I had someone in class the other day who just really got mad. We we're talking about like the disposal percentage that you had to get. She got super mad about it. I'm like, well, it's just the game, right? You play football, there are end zones, there are you know, boundaries on the side, right? There are, you can't, you know, guys can't tackle each other in certain times. Like there's all these different regulations. So you have a lot of games. Business is a game to me. Sometimes. Is it too much, you know, casinos, there was a big article on Ohio.com today about a casino here being fined for employee violations. Like are, are we overregulated? Is it just our business Are the boundaries too much? Uh, what's our end goal is always
1: okay. the question I'm trying to ask. So I think that the regulations that come in and that overtax something are the same type of regulations that were designed to only allow the big guys to come in. And the reason to allow someone larger and with more cash flow to come in who can manage that and take those substantial losses in certain degrees for a while, um, it seems like if I was a, if I was a federal entity and I'm trying to manage something, I'd rather manage one company who has 30 companies than manage 30 companies that are doing things 30 different ways. And so, you know, it's, it's, I, I I don't blame anybody. I don't blame the idea that they want to pull their money off of it. I don't blame, I, I don't, I don't I got to let me think about this for a second. You talk about this and how you feel about taxation for a second. Let me clarify myself.
0: Let me do this. Let me read through some of the suggestions that they have for cannabis companies in this article. And, you know, we'll talk about a little bit of them. So first of all, you know, they talk about, and I think people see big dollars coming. And so when you get short-term success, and I think cannabis has a lot of short-term success, but isn't able to have sustainable success without realizing that there is a plateau and you have to tighten budgets. So one of their first tips is, you know, don't just expand because you're just seeing the numbers pop up. Don't forget as of now, And without any rule changes, you are stuck in a finite area. That is your state lines. You know, we talked about this last week on Because Cannabis. There are all these other uh, things you can't do because you cannot get out of the state lines. So you have to remember that. You don't have the ability to expand in the THC world. So your sales are always going to, at this point, be struck down by those lines. Now, you get big enough, you can become a multi-state operator. You can obviously expand. Which, when does
1: that not happen? Have you, uh, name one cultivator... In the state of Ohio, that hasn't expanded outward. I got to think about it. Maybe.
0: Well, it's it's what happens, though, when you see success, when you have success and you get excited by success, you realize, hey, I got to get bigger and bigger. Do you, though? can you not just focus and do what you do better and then do what that is done even better do you have to grow or can you just continue to refine right i think that's the question it's refinement that's a personal versus expansion. preference at exit that's that very day
1: one of the company the owner has his exit strategy to what he's going to do if you're not going to be within the company for 5 years every if you're you're exiting in 5 years why the hell would i stay and refine at what point does my exit strategy not coincide with that internal investment continual investment of whatever what at what point do i not get to pull out what i vested from this entity because i want to continuously improve and refine i think if people that are in there for longer periods of time who have no intention on exiting and, and for 10 years, who plan on passing it down to their children, who plan on developing something much greater down the line. I I think those reasons are what ends up defining the process. At the same point, with such a high taxation on cannabis and cannabis companies and the way they operate, and how It's not just that they're getting taxed so high. It's the inability to write off a lot of things as well. They can't even operate like a normal company with their taxes in any sense of it. So at the same point, if you're going to tax something that high comparatively to any other highly regulated thing out there, I want to know that you are making huge strides into destroying all the disparities caused by your regulations in the past. That means there has to be enormous investment into minority groups and building up community companies that are minority led. There needs to be huge amounts of money put into education. There needs to be like that taxed money has to have such a high degree of purpose. Mm. And especially in a, in a industry that likes to use equity, on all fronts as its marketing force we are such a diverse company we do such incredible things with our charity events in our town we fucking suck dick in the back alleyway for you when <laughs> well, you you know and it's, well, it's like
0: funny. uh that was one of the tips well not that last one about dick sucking in the alleyway but <laughs> that was one of the other suggestions on there was once again a lot of those were business 101 build brand loyalty find loyal customers find local suppliers to help offset the thing which all those become Talking points, all those become pitches, all the diversity, all that. It is fantastic and we need it, but it also becomes a lot of what small companies and both need to survive the local customer connection, but are forced to use and then almost has become cliche at some point, right? It's a dangerous line of how often does marketing it's, become it's only cliche. Be,
1: it's only cliche because I don't think they all live and breathe it.
0: Oh, and that's okay. what
1: bothers me the most. It's cliche because you feel the indifference within it. It's cliche because, because in your heart, you know that there is actually so much more. And in a lot of ways, they're doing the least common denominator to get by in that scenario. Um, and, and I think the heart knows. I think the public is informed. I think... The public and the customers can feel when it's a racket, when it is the tagline and not the action.
0: Uh, interesting. That wasn't the segue I expected to bring up this article. You know, we talked about scares. One of the articles, this is from tabletmag.com. Once again, small source here, we're going small source, but it was a big, big headline. Uh, if you take a look at the headline on screen there, uh, you know, which basically states how weed became the new Oxycontin. But when you break down into the article, right, that's a scary, this headline. Is perfect here.
1: for this. I think this is exactly what needs to be the segue into this Ooh. because that happy Dory hunky, like, actually I got all that mixed up. I'm way out, you know, uh, I, I think that type of laissez faire attitude when it comes to cannabis is exactly the things that lead to extremes like this, like this happening. And I think this is a very big reality.
0: Well, the extreme you mentioned is, uh, the raising of the potency level of cannabis, right? And so we have big companies. We just talked about all these little small companies using all these f- words of customer connection and you know, branding and diversity, and all this uh, is where big, big pharma, big tobacco, as more big companies with big dollars and big budgets and big ideas get involved, uh, they're going to get extra right? Just extreme, bro. And so what does extreme mean? Raise up that potency level. And so this article now, once again, there's a correlation on how many more people are consuming, how many more people are talking to their doctor about their consumption that did not happen in the seventies. So when you read headlines or stories that talk about cannabis overdoses and hospital visits, of course there are because 10, 15 years ago, if a kid accidentally ate a brownie, the guy's Probably didn't tell the doctor what happened, and now you're like an adult state. You go to Colorado, you're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, the eight to five milligram got me," and they're like, "Put the kid in the back room, and they let him sleep it off," right? Because they they know that this happens. So yes, there's going to be more, and I'm going to put air quotes if you're listening on uh, audio somewhere, Spotify, iTunes, because cannabis, air quotes here, overdoses, right, which is just too much. And so a child clearly eating a small gummy or a large gummy or anything would overdose on cannabis. It's too much for their body to handle. Are they going to die? probably not hasn't happened yet i'm not a doctor uh even though i have a microphone which makes me correct on everything i say uh so right it just does uh so you're gonna see these headlines like this and we'll talk about the article but when you see those numbers when you see the news dustin of more overdoses more scary does that do you get mad you just say you know what man stop it, media or do you understand that it's of course there's going to be because there's a rise in usage and uh, acknowledgement okay that's there. Yes,
1: acknowledgement is important, but I've also seen more people get off opiates using cannabis oils than I have mm. ever seen use anything, whether it's some new age healing process or food or diet or even exercise. Like I really I have seen such a owning the store was eye-opening because What wait, what do you mean? Well, because after seven years, you have seen these people, you've seen your customers and your community members in every state and every emotional effectiveness and every, and every hardship and every seven years is a long time to go through life with somebody. And especially people who you see say monthly or weekly, and you can see changes. You can watch the, you, you could see the demeanor of a customer year three and then year seven, you could see a different demeanor because things changed in their life. Hardships happened and just the weight of the world being on them. And I will say that some of the most amazing transformations that I've ever seen be consistent with opiate use happened with cannabis oils. And so I'm like, bring on this new oxycon, Bring on this. Bring on this article. I would love just, I would love to not hear my community members. I would, I would love to see Everybody around me writing things like, oh, damn, my son just got back from the hospital from a cannabis overdose. Not my son is passed away. Not this is my Mm. best friend and we're going to a funeral, um, which is happening more times than not when it comes to these and overdoses with opiates are happening at such an exponential rate that yes, bring on this article, call it, call it, I want it more. I want my, my brothers and sisters and, and my, my, you know, my, my neighbors and my, I want them to come back from the hospital. I all right. Be, well, let's talk through some down. of
0: that then. All right. So there's some interesting things in this article if you break down. So uh, it starts off talking, and this is from TabletMag.com. We'll put this article in the description and uh, for the YouTube video as well as the audio. Uh, so the article starts off talking about you know the legalization, Colorado, and in that time, it starts off with a an addiction specialist who has had multiple people have what he has deemed you know psychotic slash suicidal breaks who were and there's a I love the spacing they put in here. They're like space. Eight word sentence, the patient's two, only high in (laughs) cannabis, right? And so talk about these two guys, right? This college athlete who on cannabis basically had like a PS or was a PCP kind of episode where he could not be subdued by beanbag things because he was so high. Right. And so here's where it gets into it. Here's the big damning uh, line, which I want to hear your opinion on. Well, they talk about, uh, you know, they, you know, how Colorado went legal, how chronic use leads to the same uh, outcomes, overdose, psychosis, uh, suicide type thing. So here is the big line, right? Here it is. So this doctor who got into addiction because of medicine, et cetera, uh, now here's what's happening with cannabis. The same as opioids, the claims of medical benefits. The denial of adverse effects, right? These type of things, it is the same pattern. She swears, you know, she goes on to point the same pattern that cigarettes have made, right? And when I was a kid, Fred Flintstone, hey, Bob, you want to give it to Winston? lucky, right? They used to give those things out to uh, all the time, right? Cigarettes, okay. Uh, Eventually, I don't know if you, there's a great documentary or a show on Hulu called Dope Sick with Michael Keaton that talks about kind of the Oxycontin in this one Appalachian area. You know, all the claims. It's good for you. It's the best painkiller ever. Now it's bad. Are we going to shake that crystal ball or shake that, what's that, magic eight ball? Because we're stoners. <laughs> we are going to have the magic eight ball. No crystal ball here. So shake that uh, magic eight ball. Uh, when you see headlines like that or when you see articles like this who basically say, and it, you know, it sounds to uh, some people, it could sound a very justifiable claim that we are on the same pattern. We're moving the same way. Look, bro, I've been here before with all your magical claims, but in 15, 20 years from now, we're going to be having the cannabis crisis. Is that coming? Shake the eight ball? Is this hyperbole? Like, what is this? And then the article goes on. I'm going to stop the screen here, share. It goes on for a lot of facts. It talks about sales and rises of THC percentage, the rise of oils, right? The usage of concentrates and oils, which are 80, 90% THC, uh, that type of stuff. So that's their backing point. And then obviously some of these other things. How does, that, how does that resonate with you when you feel like it's comparing it to all these other things that were once good for you, air quotes, aren't now?
1: We talk at all. I would say that 35% of our, our shows here have been talking about the need for this, not to be considered the cure all we need to discuss the negative adverse effects of this now we need to, we need to, it needs to be front and center as much as the medical benefits it needs to be equal directly next to it it needs to be at the same page not hidden underneath the can it needs to be um and again yes of course you're going to see negative adverse effects i will also say that the skin i had an experimental stage in my life you know with 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 substances and shit all over you know like (laughs) Yeah, going to Nelson's Ledges, going up to, to you know concerts like okay.
0: I and it I was at lap, Nelson's Ledges,
1: uh, music in the woods, just music, boss, and just acid, acid. <laughs> so, well, promiscuous. And, well, and, and 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 I will say that this the most scared I have ever been on any single thing was cannabis. Oh, me too. So, um and and that obviously there's something to that there's and there's also something to bad friends you know huh? um, like oh yeah man to eat that cookie you'll be fine not eat one tenth of that cookie and let's see where you're at or let's you know. I, I, yes, there's that. I trust this other person a lot when I was younger, especially in college, like a, you know, those are his Mm -hmm. buddies, his dorm bros that are handing him the brownie, saying like, there's only a hundred milligrams in this. And there could be 500, it could be. And then we've also talked about the need for high dosage products for, for specifically certain Mm -hmm. medical ailments as well. So we can't discount the, the the high potency products. We can't discount the need to talk about the negative effects of this. And we can't discount that some people are just fucking dumb and are going to do <laughs> stupid things. And so I, I think in every sense of the word, yes, this is going to be a problem in 20 years. Yes, we're going to see an increase with this because usage is increasing. And yes, I think a majority, per- not a majority, a certain percentage of the population is always going to freak out with cannabis. I like it is not a substance for everyone, at least not in the same way. It should be something else. It should be, you know, what
0: I struggle with. And this is, I would like your advice on this. I mean, I struggle with this all the time when I talk with people who are hardcore advocates, who are hardcore activists, who are out there beating the drum, who have had medicinal life changes on a therapeutic level because of their cannabis. You're in a similar boat. And then, but you're more like you understand this other side. And when I try to talk about these things, like, of course, it's going to get worse. Of course, scientific study is going to find out more problems. Of course, high potency, people not understanding, or let's be real. I mean, I've had this, I've made things and given to people and said, eat a quarter. And then a uh, two weeks later, I heard from them like, it was the worst day of my entire life. Because how would you eat? I ate the whole thing because it was yummy. I'm like, right? Like, you know, I've told, I've told my bowl licking story on the show already, making cookies, slowly looking a spoon. Two hours later, it's like Tuesday. Like it's just what happened because it was just too much at once. It is something. But when you try to have this rational, which is what it is in my opinion, conversation, they just push back. So how do I, or how does anyone help convince them that this is okay like it's okay to ignore it tonight scream and yell to not go on twitter and just get in arguments like how do i help people who are so passionate understand i have yet to find the right words to even calm them sometimes not even convey the message but even just get them to listen
1: wow i right it's hard it is it really is hard because it's more than just like a don't yuck my yum situation like you're talking about Right, hold on.
0: Well, I, I. By the way, I just have to. and I, I know I interrupt you all the time. Uh, someone recently who I know uh, ran into was made a hog leg joke, and I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't even understand because if you don't know uh, me, uh, as soon as the show's over, whatever we talk about is gone. Like I just talked with Dustin. We have a great time, but I don't really remember it because we do these all the time, every week, every Friday at 4:20 is a brand new show. To do that, you're gonna forget things. So he made a hog leg reference to me, and I'm like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Bro, the show." And I'm like, oh, "You think? It was at a hog leg. I had a hog leg in the." Water. Up! Uh, don't yuck my yum. what did you say don't yuck my yum oh don't yuck my yum okay you need to much like hog like i need to see this in the real life people what does don't yuck my yum mean that uh, like that's a- like when <laughs>
1: someone tells you that something you like to eat tastes disgusting and it's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i know you don't like you know cornbread but don't yuck my yum my yum i'm not life. gonna yuck your yum don't yuck my yum <laughs>
0: Don't yuck Wait. your yum. I almost made I thought it was probably an insensitive joke. Uh but yeah, don't <laughs> will say it. don't yuck my yum. Wow. I am learning new lexicon to break into the BC uh you know vernacular. <laughs> if you know me in real life, both hog leg, which I've already used, and don't yuck my yum is going to be it's probably gonna use don't yuck my yum at the dinner table tonight. Someone got or complaints about the food, but like, don't yuck my yum. All right, you had a great point going before you said don't yuck my yum, but I well, think that that felt like the hashtag we needed to break that down. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> don't so yuck I, my yum. I, I, there's
1: there's more to it than like a. I'm not going to dispel what you're saying. Please don't discredit what I'm saying. But I I do think that until they've had that immense negative experience where they were just so immensely scared and they had never, they had taken and done something, everything that they'll never do again, ever. Like, you know, like things that are just so fucked up and bad and yet this is something that scared them the most Mm. i think until they've actually had something like that or watched their grandmother freak out or something just so difficult to 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 see in the moment happen or see that child who was too young that accidentally ingested something because of just horrible placement you know just not Mm. good I mean, Tide Pods t- have t- the same
0: t- issue, right? Tide exactly. does these articles about the Tide Pods. We still use Tide Pods uh, in their in a drawer and we, you know, kids are older now, you know but Tide Pod, I mean, but, the same thing, right? I mean the same uh, principle almost.
1: There's something about it though, that a Tide Pod, you can look at it and say, this shit isn't meant to be eaten. When you're looking at a brownie with nerds mm. rope nerds stuff all Back. over it. I'm yeah. not going to tell that kid that he's an idiot for wanting to eat a brownie. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So I, I, There's a whole bunch in there, but no, I, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready to tell the public what I think the right, right way to have that conversation is. You know who I think actually is really good at stuff like that is Mm. we've, we've had her on the show. Uh, Her name is Reverend Kelly. If you haven't listened to any of our shows and she actually does some pretty incredible segments every Sunday that deal with conversations on how to talk to your child about Mm. cannabis and there has been no class that i've gone to i've never seen something at the library i've never heard about it with cbd courses i've never i hear so little about how to talk to your child about cannabis in this daily lexicon that i i think that matters above all above all in any conversation that we can actually have that with our child eventually makes those conversations later on down the line easier to have my child will know that there are negative side effects to this, that it's not the damn cure all that it is a medicine, but it shouldn't be used for everything or you need, you know, there's just going to be a different conversation about it. And I happen, I want to thank Reverend Kelly because she's actually introduced a couple concepts and topics that have allowed me to bring it up to my son and that's just super important
0: that is awesome that is awesome good job. shout out to reverend kelly what's the name of the show she does on sunday she does spiritual sunday spiritual and um Sundays. Reverend Gosh, kelly. you know
1: better than what's her network it's kgl tv
0: yes oh good for you deep good pull okay cool that's awesome i'm glad we got that one right try and get a link in the comments there uh i was gonna say before you got into that shout out to you uh reverend kelly um you know i think something that we all can agree is universally yummy although i'm sure there are a few people that don't like it because there's always haters gonna hate us, taylor swift said it's fair food uh, are you a fair food guy do you uh, we're in ohio we're in the heart of fair country there's a fair from july through august there's literally a fair a week sometimes two within a 20 mile radius of you including the big ohio state fair uh are you a fair guy first dustin kava
1: okay i i i I get, I'm, I'm already getting stressed out I'm thinking about going to the fair. You can hear it in my God, voice. Can't. You're like freaking out, bro.
0: Call down. Like he just smokes them. You are freaking
1: like, okay, yeah, so... no, the anxiety is real, but I, 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 there's something about fair lemonade that just is not the same as any other lemonade. It's just granular. Granular yes. is the word
0: I use to it. It's got a, Ugh. it's got a grit to it that makes it so sugary delicious. Uh, so I was going to ask you uh, because uh, we have an article I'll pull up here in a second. Uh, uh, about a state fair that's going to have a cannabis exhibit at it. Before we do All that, right. uh, what is your favorite? So you, would you say lemonade if you had to pick? You yeah, don't, Do not Do you do like the deep-fried pick-your-sugar item? Yes, I
1: do. I do love my deep-fried comfort foods too. So that that All to right. me, cannabis con- consumable should be the chicken legs and the pot pies and the macaroni and cheeses and the, you know, it should be that type of. And the deep-fried, I don't know.
0: All right, let's break this down real quick. The top five fair foods. What do we think? Uh, is like, so what are we? Are we doing number one? Are you one a churro get, fan? Uh, churro, but I feel like you can get churros a lot of different places, right? I think okay. there's fair fries. I got to put fair fries. Fair in my, fries. There's Ooh. something special. So I don't. I'm not going to do a number order specifically. Let's just universally fair fries for sure, right? Fair lemonade as well. Like those two, I think have to go in the Mount Rushmore of fair things. What's the uh, cake for, that they drop? The funnel cake. Oh, okay. Funnel cake is number three. Funnel cake slash elephant ears. We're going to put that in the same category. All right. Elephant ears. Do you take the fruit topping or you just go straight powdered sugar? I'm a straight powdered sugar. Yo, represent straight powdered sugar for the win on top of that. Don't be putting none of your fruit. Right, there's a lot of things I enjoy vegetables and fruit on. There's a lot of I love of strawberries <laughs> shake. I love peanut butter and all sorts of jellies. Don't bring your goddamn fruit onto my funnel cake, son. Just That is the line that I tend to cross. Uh, so but I'm fair. not going to yuck your yum. So
1: if you're yeah. putting marmalade <laughs> no, or some I'm other yucky. nonsense. Only your on yum your, is on your-
0: about to be yucked, sir, because you're not putting no fruit on, uh, on that for me. I'm not feeling that at all. So uh, we got fries, we got fair lemonade, we got the funnel cake, a deep fried everything right you got snickers uh, some of those oreos and stuff overrated because they get like mushy inside you know i'm calling deep fried oreos overrated uh corn dogs there's a fair corn dog that uh, is just
1: corn i want a corn dog right, right now. <laughs> now
0: uh yeah even uh, reading this article about the new mexico state fair uh, makes me very hungry right now uh, are you a local fair guy or a big state fair have you ever been to the, like the massive ohio state fair like the oh. enormous one down in columbus
1: wow I uh, I think I've worked it. I think I worked it for a glass block and I, for a glass block company, I don't think I've ever actually walked around the massive state fair. As you should sometime. We, I've
0: gone several times. Uh, it's been a couple of years, COVID and all those things, but we, uh, back even in high school, I think our band played in it, but I lived in Columbus for seven years. So I went to go to it every single year, right? It's a thing you do. Uh, and my wife likes horses. So we go down and check it out. They got a great uh, thing. You ever do the animals when you go to the fair, you ever do any exhibits, right? So the fair has these couple of things and we'll get to here, New Mexico state fair, they have, right, the, you know, the, uh, what's it called? The causeway. That's no, not the causeway. What's that word for the big center of a thing?
1: Ah, what? Not the
0: uh, boardwalk type thing, okay, right? Yeah. Okay, causeway, boardwalk, the, boardwalk. The, the main row that has all the, the deep fried amazingness and some of the things. Uh, they have the animals, right? That's a function of those. And then they usually have inside one of their giant buildings, like a mini expo of, Exhibity things, right? It can be glass block companies. It's a lot of advertisements, realtors, things like that. It's a lot of people that sell like horse pieces, a lot of local artists. You got some tapestries, definitely artwork, Uh, probably a guy that makes honey or a person will be uh, gender specific here. You have someone flags. that's-
1: Lots of flags.
0: Zags, right? There's a leather perkin that's probably yes, making belts a leather on guy. The site. There's a leather uh, person into there doing that. And <laughs> so they have all these random business exhibits too, like the realtors and stuff. So uh, there hasn't been- really a uh cannabis and maybe some of these other places have tried but the state of new mexico which is a newer uh kind of adult use state here right so they're really kind of into the first year of their program uh one of the big companies a multi-state operator of verits cannabis is going to be putting on a, uh, a, a booth, right? An exhibit that's going to be open to 21. Here's the name of it, by the way. Discovering cannabis. I want to sing the uh, little people song. Discovering cannabis and terpenes too. <laughs> Discovering <laughs> cannabis for me and you here is michael smoking lots of, oh sorry man Discovery shout out to uh, yeah discovering cannabis uh, they gotta have extra security by the way because it's going to be a 21 and over exhibit it's going to be like the adult booth at the uh, old bookstore video store back in the day that had like a thing so i imagine this special curtain like the palm reader you got to walk Wow, through. so it's, it's gonna so have silly. extra security onto there and it's gonna talk about uh you know delivery methods like what we do education a little bit of home grow because you can grow in new mexico so it's just gonna have this thing but what i think is really funny about this is that not only is it restricted as we just talked about uh, education of people right so here is an opportunity that the new mexico state fair had to put on something that could help and fairs are full of kids right that could That's help was educate say. them yes. and they just fucked it up they just here's, messed it up
1: here's my thing too is why couldn't they just like spray enamel little bits of the product or something. So that, I mean, like it's in use of, like why extra security? Why 21 and up? Yep. Why out of sight? If you want to normalize something, don't make them feel weird by entering into a closet space to go right? see an exhibit. If you want to normalize it's a something, freak show.
0: It, it really is a freak. They made show. The cannabis and, exhibit, a fucking freak show. And pardon my language.
1: Oh my, it's my heart is just, I, I it's a. <clears throat> I'm laughing at the scenario because honestly I would, I could see me being 21 with my parents going there and me being like, <laughs> Hey dad, let's go to the cannabis exhibit. And it, you know, let's check this out. And mom's like, I can't, I'm not, I'm not, you're, you're sick, George, you're sick, wow. you know? And it's like, no, I want to take a, I want to take my <laughs> my son to it. I want him to see the process of why it's grown. I want him to see maybe a story of someone who it's made an incredible difference. And I'm not going to lie. Like, all he has to do really is talk to my fucking brother who had a stroke when he was four years old and who, you know, who was... My brother. I mean, still, if I think about this, I'm gonna cry. But all
0: right, what's well, not about cry? Because I, I want to end on a funny thing. So don't bring yeah, this up so right before I end no, the show. all
1: I'm gonna say is, you know, when I think back to what it's changed in my family, and 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 just how much he was laughing when I hear the story about my brother laughing the first time he smoked. Right, because he doesn't have use in his one arm, and because he was laughing because he was actually opening his hand for the first time and like. 15 years you know and he is just he's laughing because he's just like I can't even like I'm looking at this thing and it's like it's not even me you know and so when I think of the potential power of what an exhibit at a state fair with that type of demographic with that amount of people oh my gosh the difference could have been immense it could have actually affected 40 people which could have really made a huge difference would have made it all worthwhile and yeah. So I'm I'm almost, you know, I'm disappointed in them, but no, I think that's what it's going to come down to for a long time. And then when it changes, it's going to be the exact opposite. It's going to be like extreme. It's going to be like in your face, like girls with fucking tight wow. clothing on, you know, like try my cannabis. You
0: don't drink. <laughs> Just like a usual like trade show, like some sort of E3 thing or the car <laughs> exactly. show. Car show is who really yes, plays into show. gender stereotypes. If we're going to be uh, as nice about this as possible, the car show, uh, car shows, gun shows, you go to any of those things, they still have kind of the scantily clad uh, models represented. You don't see that. We Now that I think about that, you go to the big cannabis trade shows, which is common in kind of these male industries. And cannabis is definitely better with its diversity, but still thought of as a male drug, even though it's about 50-50 by consumption rate. And according to Joseph Gallup Chavant, uh, that's his official name, by the way, forever and ever, Joseph Gallup Chavant. According to a Gallup poll, um, you don't see like the models and things like that that you get at the car shows and the gun shows, like ladies in American bikinis and stuff.
1: Damn, sh- not well, when I went to the cannabis cup in Michigan, I saw that. That's a consumption more-
0: based event. So that's, that's not quite right. a trade. So that's a little so, bit, uh, that's and- the, uh, subculture, right? The subculture events when you got hash bashes and cannabis cups, still very legitimate, but I'm, uh, outdoor conventions and things like that. I think that's a little bit different because that's more still of celebration of cannabis than a trade show. I also think that
1: c- cannabis industries have an amazing amount of female representation at higher levels Oh and yeah! i think that as a higher level female i would be shitting on that idea in my company i'd be like you know like you're gonna you're gonna what who's gonna wear what like okay okay bob rick and george get in your bikinis you're going out and selling this drink now like the mere thought of it is like okay you know like let's go the opposite way like i i'm Yeah, I'd actually almost want to see that. In fact, you know what? Thinking back, we got a watcher right now. Lissa Glass has been joining in with us. I'd really like to hear, you know, what, what some of these watchers are thinking. You know, would they buy cannabis or go to a trade show if it was being sold by someone in a bikini, man or female?
0: Yes. I think that's always the answer. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. No one knows what the answer is. You know what, uh, Nick uh, Krygos, a uh, famous tennis player, who – and I don't know if I'm saying that name correctly. Let's uh, figure this out. I probably should have did. Uh, Kyrgos, Kyrgos, K-Y-R-G-I-O-S. I am uneducated on the nun- name pronunciation. My bad on that. Very much so. Your shout-out to Lisa Glass right there. Thank you uh, for joining in. Very much so. Uh, always models – I. Vape products, I was going to say, if there is a place where it fits in, I guarantee you, vape God, bro, those places <laughs> are all in on, like, 1980s marketing promotion at trade shows, which is strippers and bikinis. And that, uh, thank you, Lisa Glass, for calling that out. Appreciate you watching the show because uh, that is absolutely where they're at. Uh, one of the things you're going to find at any cannabis trade show, we just did this outdoor convention, as I talked about, Midwest Canifest, out in public, Ohio, it's illegal. It smelled like cannabis. I mean, let's be real. It's a cannabis show, right? It's going to smell like cannabis. Even if it's CBD, it's going to smell like cannabis. Uh, so as we end up our show today, thank you, everyone, for checking us out on Because Cannabis, Wayward Media. Uh, Nick Kirigos is, I think, how you say it. I'm really bad at pronunciation. We'll say uh, what not, is a uh, famous tennis player. Dustin, I don't know if you follow uh, the uh, sport, if you follow the court sport. i do know, terrible. I don't follow tennis either, clearly. <laughs> it's a funny headline, though. Uh, so he was playing the U.S. Open. Uh, Right now, just the other day, he's playing in the U.S. Open. It is a legal state, and so he got mad, right? He stopped the game. And you know there's famous tennis outbursts over time, John McEnroe back in the day. It still happens. (laughs) He stopped the match, right, and went to complain that someone was smoking, and quote, smells like weed in here, end quote, is what he told this official. And then so they went back to play again. He stopped again and said, seriously, I'm having some lung issues from the court, by the way, having some lung issues. I he even said like CPD or something uh, we need. And so the announcer had to come across – I should have had the video, I apologize – and said, uh, as a reminder – cannabis consumption is currently illegal in public spaces, we would ask that you please stop smoking. I'm paraphrasing, but it's essentially, he made a public announcement that scolded the audience for smoking weed. So first off, uh, do you, what do you think, just in general? And so Leafly.com, and we'll do this here to end the show, put out a funny article of the top 10 suspects they thought were smoking weed at the US Open. So before I give you those, and we'll ah, let you guess, so good. Uh, I can't what do you wait. think about this guy going through and stopping the match to say, oh. smells like Weed in here, bro, is essentially what he did. Oh, man. (laughs) And they have to make an announcement.
1: (laughs) I'm so torn because I'm that guy. I'm that guy who would have hit my chillum or would have, I would have smacked back something small under the table while I'm watching (laughs) my thing. And at the same point, I can imagine being a high level athlete and not only. Probably upset with myself that I can't blaze right now because I got to perform at the top level, and for while I'm in season, I can't consume. You know, because I get drug tested, I get this whole manner of things. I think he was upset that he couldn't blaze himself. I I think he's like
0: like it's it's like a contact high's complaint, but it's not even someone's right next to. I mean, it's a secondary giant stadium.
1: If you are so, if your entire life, I believe that these athletes are fine-tuned machines, right? They take their job seriously. They know every calorie they're intaking. They, so- to a, to a certain degree, they probably know their body a lot better than anybody else in that stadium who's sitting there eating hot dogs and sticking their hot dog in their frosty and using it as a straw, which I've recently seen. That sounds infesting. fucking amazing. <laughs> well, it, it, that sounds like the, something that
0: happens at the fair, by the way. That yeah, got well, invented I, in a fair. Fair is where all the crazy shit you see gets invented. All right, let's wrap I, this up here. We only got a couple. So minutes my point
1: up. is, is
0: Yes, I can see the
1: being upset that at a, at that high level caliber, you have to even think about it to some degree. But again, I think he knows that a hundred, you know, 10,000 people paid their asses to watch him in some capacity. And if they want to drink alcohol or, you know, smoke, some smoke, something it's going to happen. Like, what do you, what, what
0: the heck? It's going to happen. All right, so uh, the Leafly.com, thank you for this article here. Went through some of the people in attendance, uh, some of the potential oh, candidates. Number one, wait. Bill Clinton was former yes! Bill Clinton. Maybe he 100%. wasn't installing. He definitely... look at who he's next to. I got it now. Dr. Ruth Westenheimer. So Bill Clinton, Dr. Ruth, hanging out in the uh, Dr. Ruth smokes, 100%. Oh, 100%. Uh, she has a wine line. You know that she's all down with that. Uh, they got Ben Stiller into uh... there. Not sure. Here's someone who actually absolutely by the way there's photos of close-up of his eyes they're the color of a harvest moon like a game of thrones level <laughs> harvest moon. Mike Tyson's eyes at the U.S. Open were as high as they could be so uh he rolled out ear gummies did you know that did we talk about that on the show that he has ear-shaped THC gummies oh he my sells gosh he's yeah. so smart he's selling ear gummies onto there uh for that so Mike Tyson we got Queen Latifah into their offset I gotta think uh that's happening uh, as well, I'm not as familiar with Corey Stoll. Spike Lee. Look at that dapperly dressed gentleman there. He even looks like he just got done holding the joint. He does look like he he uh, like he still
1: forgot. He, he doesn't, he, like he, it was taken from him real quick. And he's still like, huh?
0: and then finally the mayor himself i don't know if one of those i gotta go i'm going bill clinton if i think if i had to pick between those 10 uh we're gonna go bill clinton and dr ruth just i just imagine those two I'm just going dr. Out ruth.
1: i know dr ruth smokes it's in my heart that i just feel like she gets down
0: <laughs> for sure i think in general it's just uh lots of other people anyway i had a really great right. show uh, thank you everyone for checking out the show uh, because cannabis every single Friday, four 20 PM. Check us out. Lots of great guests coming up soon. We got someone's booked, finally got them back on track. So looking forward to that wayward media at meet WM, follow us socially at meet WM. Uh, lots of other shows on wayward.media. Shout out to Licit glass. Thank you uh, for checking us out. lissetglass.com Go back and check out uh, because cannabis with Licit glass, Gibby on the show. He also joined us on our 4:20 special. I kind of forgot the other day that we talked for four hours and 20 minutes straight straight on april 20th that's going to be a blast to do that for 2023 all right dustin uh thank you man always great to catch up with you always fun to talk uh looking forward to uh talking to you soon next friday sir talk to you yep
1: thank you everyone listening